Hello, fellow riders. This is your host, Rusty James. It is Monday, November 23rd, 2015, and this is The Ride. Well, welcome to The Ride today. This is a beautiful, this is the first commute I've had with snow pretty much covering the countryside and it's beautiful it really is this weekend was a very beautiful snow got me right into the Christmas spirit and uh, I'm, I'm much more focused on Christmas typically around the holidays even though we do a lot of stuff for Thanksgiving I think it's because the big one for us is Christmas and uh, there's, you know, it's it's just really good. I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving this year. My mom's coming out to our place, and we're gonna have a good old time. It's something about snow. It kind of covers. It cleanses. The landscape is white as snow. It's cleansed white as snow. This is a nice time because you don't have any mud and dirty slush along the roads. It's pretty much pristine. Snow is beautifully holy, if you will. But it gets it gets trashed up by the world and the dirt in the world. So right now I'm just enjoying my travel. I mean, there's still snow on the trees. It looks... Well, it looks kind of like a, a Christmas card. It's really pretty. I was in the hot tub last night with my son. And yes, we got a hot tub. I don't know if I told you that. You know, the house was a blessing to us, but there were pieces of the house that were just ridiculous pieces of blessing, such as the hot tub. We've never had one. And we do now, and it is absolutely awesome. My son's going through some some therapy things, so that hot tub is really good for dealing with that. I just like being warm. So we've been doing it even in this cold weather. And it's been incredible. Well, anyway, the more incredible thing is, and, and what I want to talk a little bit about today, is lately, now my daughter's not as big into the hot tub thing, but, you know, she does it, but it's not as big as it is for my son. Well, I'd say that my son and I have done it probably twice as much as the girls have. Which is awesome because Seth and I get into discussions. Because, you know, what else are you going to do, right? <laughs> so we get into these talks, and sometimes they're really awesome. Last night I told him a little bit about how and I didn't intend on this I wasn't trying to pass on godly wisdom and all that stuff but it just happened and I'm trying to make a deliberate point to get to places where you're talking about really meaningful things or really helpful things for a teenager who needs to enter the world it's going to be sooner than I think I'm sure 
but you know, I gave him the, I gave him the, uh, the short version of, you know, graduating high school and then the transition into college and, and the transition into work, into career work. And we talked about all sorts of stuff. We talked about saving money, which is so important, and other financial things and the importance of, um, you know, finding what you really like to do. All of these things are great. And I I guess I want to encourage us all, if you're a parent, look for one-on-one opportunities with your kids. Okay, why do I say it that way? Well, you know, they always say, you know, the dinner time, the dinner table is a great place to connect. And hopefully, hopefully, you've got a home where um, that's easily done. You know, people's jobs and school and things don't take them away and, and you basically don't ever have a time to connect. I hope that's not your case. And if it is your case, I, I would pray that you uh, seek out some schedule changing so that you can have time with the family. But even that time is kind of with the family. And this thing with the hot tub with my son is like a one-on-one thing. And I decided, you know what? This is really good. I'm, I'm able to pass on some information that I really wish I had had at that age. Things about girls. I mean, not that I'm an expert, but you know, I know a thing or two. And Seth's going to need to know some of those things or two. It will go well with him if he knows those things or two. You know, I, I did stuff that was socially stupid and didn't know any better, so I learned the hard way. So I'm going to pass on some of that information to my son so that maybe helps him ease, you know, have a better transition into college, for example. That kind of thing. I want to save him some heartache. Now, I already know that the best way to learn something is to go through heartache. Yep. Not that I'm withholding anything so that he'll go through certain heartaches. No, I have no problem, and, and I have no problem believing that no matter how much information I give him, he's still going to make mistakes, and he's still going to learn really good from them. So, you know, that's that's good. I'm just trying to save him some major problems. But you... If you don't set aside time and make time to do that, it's really going to probably not happen. Now, I'm remembering back when Seth started Boy Scouts or Cub Scouts. I want to say he might have been 11 or I'm sorry, 8 8 years old maybe. The scoutmaster or somebody who was speaking for the for the group had made a comment about kind of like the, the dinner table thing and how much time you're going to have with your child between now and when they're leaving your house. And it was a sobering thought when you think that, you know, this many hours per day they'll be sleeping, this many hours per day they're likely going to be in, in schoolwork-related activities, this many hours per day is entertainment and downtime, you know, online, games, TV, whatever. And this amount of time is his involvement with 
other extracurriculars like sports and and other you know for him it's robotics and it leaves this slice of the pie for you the parents and the family to actually engage with the member of your family and that slice is not very big and you know how it happens it just slowly happens and all of a sudden you're never talking and a year goes by and you're barely talking and you barely know the person I do not want that for you and I do not want that for me so set aside time at least for the family meal thing but I wanted us to go further and 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 have the one-on-one -on -one time each parent with each child maybe have date nights I know there's things I want to tell my daughter that will help her transition into adulthood and it's some of the things that you know you don't feel comfortable talking in front of the whole group at the table now most of the stuff that I'm talking about you probably could talk at the table about it and it's not you know too personal or anything like that but there's a different element going on when you are talking with somebody one-on-one -on -one, you with your son you with your daughter and they know that they're the center of attention you know kids are smart they know when you're using your time at the dinner table to tell them something and they know that you're just on the soapbox or something or they want they know that you're manipulating the time you don't want that to happen you want to just be real be real and be one-on-one -on -one. and it's worth it and make it happen don't say that you don't have time you don't have time to raise your kids that's not that won't fly not with me and not with God either. God has established you as the parent for just that. Parenting. Remember that? That's actually a that's actually a process called parenting where we the parent actually deliberately pass on wisdom instead of you know shoving a bowl of popcorn in front of their face and setting them down at the couch and turning on a Netflix binge that's not parenting certainly not with the stuff that you're gonna find on Netflix typically point is, is your kids need you they need your wisdom God established you as their parent and he's calling you to be a good parent there is no shortage of books to help you out to know what to talk about. I should write a book. I should write a book. Of course, there's probably 20 of them already. But I should write a book because, hey, there's not, there's not one of these books written by Rusty James. So maybe I should write a book. What your teenager must know. That would be a killer book. Because, you know, here's some of the things I'd put in. The importance of writing what why would you say that because if your child is considering college at all being able to write well 
is going to go far because there are scholarships out there and most of them typically require you to write a paper either about yourself or about some topic that you've been involved with or just some topic. And you need to be able to communicate well. Not communicate good. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I messed that up. Grammar police, let me know. That's just, you know, that's just a key. That's a key. If you have that key, you can unlock certain doors. If you don't, forget those whole range of doors. Or, you know, you can try, but it might be harder to accomplish what you're seeking. You know, I'm really glad that my son um, was not shy about um, the writing class. You know, he realizes... He's starting to realize that it's important. Writing is important. And he kind of gets some satisfaction out of it. He certainly didn't at the start. But he saw and we encouraged him and we saw things getting better. And his writing getting better. And he could see that. And there's nothing like that to spur certain kids on. I'm always reminding him. He's in geometry too. A new concept comes up and it's really hard. I say, listen, it was hard that first week, and it was hard that fourth week, but now that we're on the eighth week, that fourth week stuff is not a big deal, right? And he would agree, and, and I say, well, look, what you're doing right now, it's new to you. It's going to be a little bit hard, but guess what? On the twelfth week, you're going to look back at this week, and you're going to say, I got that covered. That's the way learning is. It's always like that. If it's a breeze, then you're not really learning anything new. Well, I shouldn't say it that way, because you might really pick things up fresh and quickly. But for a lot of people, the new stuff is harder, especially mathematical and science concepts, it might be harder to get your head wrapped around them. But eventually you do, and then you move on, and then you know that you made it. Parents, we're encouragers to our kids. You need to be an encourager. The world is not going to encourage your kids. They're only going to encourage your kids to go down the wrong path. So your job is to encourage them to stay on the right path, but also encourage them in the direction that you know they feel and you feel they need to go. The, the path that God has established for them. And you can tell by their personalities a bit. Encourage them. The world is so quick to judge and so quick to slander and trash and flame anyone who is making any kind of progress doing anything. We're all at kind of a disadvantage because of that. So let's be encouragers out there and let's pass on some wisdom. Think about this. You learn things probably the hard way, certain things. Wouldn't you like to pass some of that information on to your kids so that they don't have to? And I know teenage years are tough because, you know, teens, they figure they know everything. You know what I do? I let them think that. And then I let them hit a wall. So there is, it's not manipulation. I don't really think so. It's the art of, I was going to say the art of warfare, is strategy. You know, it's, it's like this. Here's a simplified example. 
and I'll use a toddler as an example. So the toddler wants to turn on both of those faucets all the time. The right and the left one, the one with the H and the one with the C. Just play one of them. It's so cool. You turn it and then the water comes out. And it sounds cool and makes your hands feel funny. It's got the bubbles in it. That's fun. I like to do that. Sometimes I like to do the one with a C. Just a C because it feels so refreshing. And I want to do the one with H by itself because I want to do my way. I'm going to turn on the one with a H. Ah, that feels really good. Ow! Whoa! Now, Jimmy, I told you, you shouldn't play with that. You should do that when you're going to wash your hands. But don't just run the water for that. Because sometimes, if you do just the H one, you could really hurt your hands. Because it's very hot. But I want to play with this anytime I want. So, a parent could say, You must follow what... I say all the time my word you must follow all the time no questions well come on you know this toddler he's trying to figure out where the lines are where the lines of control are he it's part of us we know this as adults we know that we are this way and teenagers are doing it even more they really are trying to find out where the lines are. How far will you let them go? So my example here is, okay, fine. I'm going to set that hot water heater to a temperature that won't scald his hand, but will be very unpleasant. And I'm not going to chide him and say, okay, well, you go ahead and Will you go ahead and open up that H faucet and you know just see what happens? That's not being a good parent either. Because now you're giving him conflicting information. You you told him not to do it, and now you're telling him to do it. What we should do as parents is be consistent. So in this case I tell the little toddler, I told you it's gonna hurt your hand if you play with it that way. Okay? Fine. And you know darn well that you'll still want to test that theory. And uh, sometimes they need to be uncomfortable more than once to learn a lesson. But you know what? That lesson gets learned. And we were, so I'm as a parent, as a parent, I'm, you know, making sure that the child isn't damaged. But I let that thing happen, maybe. I uh, hope you don't think that I'm such a cruel, cruel, cruel parent. But sometimes those kind of things just got to happen because they got to feel the pain for themselves. It's not good enough for dad and mom to say, hey, don't do this. Now, there are sometimes you, you're going to have to do this. Okay, don't do this behavior or you might end up with an additional member of our family. Okay, just don't dabble in that. Okay, sometimes you got to, uh, you know, and maybe this is where the one-on-one comes in. You got you to discuss things like that. But certain other ones, you know, you know, here's one. 
Hi, uh, teenage son of mine. Um, you're kind of a lead foot when you're driving. You realize you could get a ticket. Well, here's the deal. If you get a ticket, your insurance is going to go up. Yeah, that's right. I said your insurance. Because if you get a ticket, you're going to start paying insurance. That kind of thing. So he feels the pain of misbehavior. Anyway, those are just little tidbits I might throw in my book. Today was a unique day. We were talking mostly about life issues, but hey, the Lord cares about those kind of things. He wants us to be successful in all areas of our life. So stay in that word and you live in peace and you pray for those who persecute you. And find, carve out time, make time to have these one-on-one -on -one sessions with your kids. They don't have to be formal. In fact, it's better if they're not formal, if it just kind of forms naturally. It's not stressed or it's not it's not scheduled necessarily I mean you might schedule it but it doesn't have to be some formal thing you know what I'm saying you know what I'm saying so anyway make those things happen you will find that your kids I believe will trust you more rely on you more and then be able to rely on themselves because they're learning things that they never would have learned otherwise all right so you do that and I will see you on the flip